for the Athletic Podcast Network. This is the update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Matt Barrows, who covers the San Francisco 49ers for the Athletic, about the first career start for the number three overall pick, Trey Lance. Now, it wasn't a clean game for the 49ers, and they probably needed to play perfect if they wanted the rookie to get a win against the last remaining undefeated team in the NFL. But Trey Lance, 15 of 29, 192 yards, no touchdowns, one interception, also led all rushers in the game with 16 carries and 89 yards. Though he did suffer a knee sprain. We'll see if he's able to go in a couple of weeks when the 49ers return from the bye week to take on their old friend DeForest Buckner and the Indianapolis Colts. All things we can talk about with Matt Barrows, who joins me next. Today is Wednesday, October 13th. It's a pleasure to welcome back to the podcast Matt Barrows. He, of course, covers the San Francisco 49ers for us here at The Athletic. Matt, how are we, man? 49ers, I don't think, are, are in the position they'd like to be in heading into the bye week. But how are you? How are you through the start of the season, Matt? Two working knees, two working calves. So better than the, the 49ers' top two quarterbacks, Trey Lance with a knee sprain. But don't forget, Jimmy Garoppolo also has a calf strain, too. So if they had a game this week, the Wednesday practice participation report would have the top two quarterbacks on it. And, and we don't know whether either would have been healthy enough to practice. It doesn't sound like Trey Lance would have been, but uh, the 49ers are optimistic that both especially Garoppolo, I think, will be able to play coming out of the bye. It's just so crazy, man. Like from a fan perspective or just from like a, you know, a person who watches sports perspective, forget about it being football, forget about it being like the team that I root for, the 49ers. The number of injuries they've dealt with as a team, as a franchise over the last two seasons is unbelievable, right? Up and down the roster is just incredible. If you had scripted them, the editor who got the script would have said, ah, two quarterbacks injured. It kind of sounds unbelievable on this one. So yeah, I think you've gone to the well too often on that one. Try, try another angle. But you're right. It keeps happening. And, and really, the Lance one yeah, might not be so surprising when you consider the abuse he took. And most of it was, was self-inflicted in that he ran the ball 16 times and took on some colossal hits, none bigger than the one at the goal line. You know, this is what happens when you have a running quarterback. Uh, Lamar Jackson was hurt earlier this year. We all know the history of RG3, his first year. He dealt with a lot of uh, nicks and bumps and and knee sprains, and that was a huge, huge storyline in Washington at the end of that season because he played. He hurt his his knee, I think it was the LCL, I want to say week 14 of that year, and then, of course, famously played in the wildcard game against the, uh, the Seahawks and re-injured the knee. And uh, the, the question afterwards was, did the Shanahan's run this guy into the ground? And he was really never the same since then. So that's the backdrop of, uh, of what happened on Sunday. Yeah, and really frustrating, I think, for the 49ers is they head into the bye week. I guess if you've got to have injuries to both of your quarterbacks, you'd like it to happen right around the bye week so you can sort of get guys healthy, get them some rest, and see what happens on the other side. Let's go back to the Sunday game, though, just as far as the performance from Trey Lance. It was a sloppy game, I think, in general. The numbers for the 49ers as a team, comparatively, like up against the Arizona Cardinals numbers, don't look all that bad. They won a lot of the categories. They, they marched the ball into Cardinal territory on eight of their nine drives. What was your assessment of the Trey Lance performance? 
performance. I know you said 16 carries, led all 49er rushers. I think actually led all rushers in the game. 89 yards come out to be a pretty good number. However, it wasn't like they were all designed runs, and he was fooling the defense a whole bunch with his legs. How would you assess or grade how Trey Lance performed in his first NFL start? I would give him a, a solid B, and, and I'm, I'm grading on a curve because he is a rookie, and it was something like 640 days uh, since, uh, well, not since his last start, but he had one start in the last uh, 640 days running up to that. So I thought it was exactly what we were going to expect. Lots of runs, um, some, some big-time throws, and some throws that, that sailed on him, none bigger than the, the, the first one to to Travis Benjamin, which went well over his head into the arms of Buda Baker. But one pick, I think you'd take that in an NFL debut. I mean, I remember Alex Smith's first start against the Colts, and they had Peyton Manning back then. It was a lot uglier than what we just saw. And Alex Smith played a lot more than Lance did in college, and Alex Smith played a lot more than Lance did in the preseason and in the run-up to that uh, game against the Colts. So what I see, short term, it wasn't great. It was a little bit rickety. I think that there's some issues with his throwing motion that they have to work out. There's definite inexperience there. Long term, if I'm a 49ers fan, if I'm a 49ers coach, I like what I saw. I mean, there's a, a competition level. You're never out of it. No play is too great for him to conquer type of uh, feeling when you have when he's back there. It gives you hope on every snap, which is, you know, what Kyler Murray does. It's what Russell Wilson does. Those guys just do it in a, in a more refined manner at this point. But that's the aspiration moving forward. And I think the 49ers saw exactly the guy that they drafted, number three overall. Yeah, I think rough around the edges is a, is a fair assessment. I think that we've seen flashes of a guy who looks like he can play in this league and be successful, and we've seen moments where he maybe gets caught looking at the pass rush and not so much downfield. I think, to your point, the throwing motion led to a bunch of balls battered at the line. Also, he's, he's facing guys like J.J. Watt, who have made a career and won Defensive Player of the Year awards uh, because of their ability to, to knock balls down at the line. Uh, you know, Fan perspective from this, I think, is you look at Trey Lance, you look at Jimmy G, and you wonder about what direction the 49ers are still going in this year. If Kyle Shanahan deems this is a season where maybe they're not going to go on a playoff run, maybe this isn't a division that they can compete in and be at the top of, even though now the Seahawks are banged up and, and missing Russell Wilson for some time, maybe you just go with Trey Lance and you say, okay, he's our guy, injury you know, aside, and we'll see what happens in a couple of weeks. But if you think you've got some hope, I, I can understand also going with Jimmy G. I can also see if Trey Lance plays well enough and you find hope in the season that you continue to play Trey Lance. There was the funky Ian Rappaport, Kyle Shanahan sort back and forth over the last few days where he said the report that Jimmy could not lose his job this week was totally false. What was your take on all of that, and, and where do you think the 49ers are right now? If both guys are healthy, is it still Jimmy Garoppolo's job? Is there value in playing Trey Lance? Where do you think they go from here? I think Ian was probably right. It probably sounded, from the way the question was framed to Shanahan, like that Rappaport spoke to Shanahan on the Saturday before the game, and that didn't happen. But Ian was basically writing off the sentiment that Shanahan gave in, in the run-up to the game and really has been giving for the last uh, two or three months, which is Jimmy Garoppolo's the starter, not no matter what. But when both guys are healthy, he's going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I, and I think that's going to be the case as long as the 49ers have a shadow of a chance at the playoffs. I mean, I, I think come November, if they're just absolutely out of it, and they won't be mathematically out of a 17-game 
schedule for a long time, maybe not until early December. But if it's looking that way, then, I mean, at, at that point, at the bare minimum, I think that you're looking at uh, much more quarterback rotation because, you know, then the handwriting's on the wall. Your, your season is over. You're basically preparing for 2022. There's a guy um, in there in, in Trey Lance that you've said over and over again just needs a lot more experience. Okay, well, that's the opportunity to give him experience. But I don't think that they're there yet. It's possible that Lance starts this next game. You know, Shanahan did say that, that calf injuries can be a bit fluky. And maybe he aggravates it in his comeback. That's that's certainly not out of the realm of possibility, especially for this team. But again, A, I think that uh, Garoppolo is probably a little bit more healthy than Lance at this point. And B, if their hells are similar, I think it's, there's no question that he goes with Garoppolo for the Indianapolis game at least. Who'd have thought we'd still be talking about Jimmy or Trey in week five, right? <laughs> still a debate, yeah. When you draft a quarterback <laughs> number three overall, he tends to uh, pop up in the in the public and the media's conscience a lot. So, uh, yeah, they, they should have uh, sort of girded themselves for that. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. In talking to, uh, to Kyle Shanahan and hearing that injury report about Trey Lance, did it sound like there was any concern? I mean, they're saying they don't know how serious it was. I thought it was sort of funny that, that Trey, I guess, and Kyle Shanahan said they weren't sure when he injured it. He didn't notice it until he like went to bed on Sunday night. Maybe it was just the adrenaline was pumping through him and he, he didn't realize it or something. But uh, any concern there? Did it seem like maybe this was something structural or, th- or they think this is something maybe minor, pretty simple? I think they believe it, it's it's minor. It, it sounds as if there's some swelling in the knee and that they won't know for sure how he's going to be until the end of the week when that, that's, that swelling is expected to go down. But they've already had the MRI, so I think we can rule out any sort of you know big ACL tear or anything like that. It sounds like an MCL or maybe even the, the, the LCL that uh, RG3 had back in 2012. But, um, you know, uh, I think that they're optimistic that he'll be ready to be the backup against the Colts. But, boy, if, if this game were a Thursday night game coming up, if they didn't have a bye, <laughs> you might have Nate Sudfeld starting for your San Francisco 49ers. Boy, that could still be the situation maybe in a couple of weeks when they take on the Colts. Hey, I, I want to hit on the defense here just briefly. They looked really good in that first half against the Seattle Seahawks. I look for a minute like, boy, if they can just break through offensively, they're going to maybe run away with this game pretty easily. What would you make of, of how the defense has performed since, I guess, the, what would we say, the eight-minute mark of week one against the Detroit Lions? They were a little bit rattled, came out a, a little bit shaky, and then corrected it, I think, against Philadelphia. Obviously, they didn't get it done against Seattle after that first half. Arizona, they, they held them in the game, and if the 49ers could have scored, they had a damn good shot to win that one. I think all in all, the defense has played considerably, like they've been okay, not tons of takeaways, but I think they've been all right considering how many defensive players they've lost, how many injuries they've had in the secondary. What's your assessment of the defense through five games? Yeah, I, I thought that the Packers game was actually the, the wake-up call and that uh, they, they felt bad that they couldn't put the, the game away at the end there, especially the defensive line. And that line has has really uh, played well, maybe not to 2019 standards at, at this point, but I thought the Seattle game, they played well. I thought they played really well against Arizona. Once Arizona lost its uh, its right guard and uh, Eric Armstead was going up against a, a backup, I mean, he, he basically dominated that guy for the rest of the game. And Nick Bosa was, was looking good off the edge as well. It was a, a quiet game for D Ford. 
11 snaps didn't uh, show up at all on the, on the stat sheet. So getting that other consistent uh, pass rusher, I think, has been one issue for this team. Samson Ebucom hasn't really offered much. Like I said, uh, Ford has been hot and cold. He was really good against Seattle. So I, I would characterize it as, you know, l- last year's defense was good. It just didn't have a lot of fireworks. I, I would say that this defense so far has been somewhere between the 2020 and the 2019 defense. And the 2019 defense had more takeaways, I think, right? Would have been the sort of the explosive nature of that defense also hitting the quarterback. Yeah, they had more, more takeaways in, the, in week one uh, than in the 49ers have had through five. So, uh, yeah, that, that was the big difference that year is that, uh, that that defense really helped the rest of the team. And remember, the offense wasn't all that great to begin that season. They had a really nice game against Cincinnati, but there were, there were some other hiccups early on, Pittsburgh, the opener against the Buccaneers, and it wasn't until that they uh, they traded for Emmanuel Sanders that the passing game really took off, but it was the defense really sort of bailing out the offense early on, and that would have been the, the case this year, maybe with one or two more takeaways, but I think it's uh, it's clear that the the offense is the one that's really kind of lagging behind the rest of the uh, the other two units. Boy, I'd forgotten about that Pittsburgh game. That's the game I, well, they turned it over five times, and then I think James Conner fumbled. Was that is that the game that uh, Dante Pettis caught the game winning touchdown? Yes, it sure is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the high water mark, right yeah, there. Exactly. Um, but that's also that was also a uh, the first game back from the two week road trip, and the 49ers have been terrible in the, those games. Really flat, disjointed, and they were lucky to come out with a win in that one. That, that's the only one that they've won. In the Shanahan era, following uh, you know two back-to-back games on the uh, Eastern Time Zone, they're dealing with that again here this season. Same thing, starting two and zero, and then and then coming home and uh, and falling a little bit flat as they cruise into the bye week, fourth place, two and three in the NFC West. How do you spend the bye week? Do riders get a chance to uh, to get out and uh, I don't know hit the beach? You don't like run into players, I imagine, on your bye week. I imagine you're doing different stuff than they are. Yeah, and we're gonna have to work all week, of course. Feed the beast. Uh, the athletic is always craving stories. But yeah, the, the weekend will be fun. I'm going to get away for a couple of days and, and hopefully not uh, check Twitter or really think about uh, the 49ers injury report for a few days. Yeah, nice. I said hit the beach. Those great San Francisco beaches we have uh, in October, we, uh, <laughs> it's usually not where people are laying out. I don't know what you would succumb to first, uh, hypothermia or maybe a great white shark attack if you if you hit one of those beaches. Well, enjoy the Farallons, Matt. Uh, I appreciate you hopping <laughs> on today, man, and uh, we'll catch up with you uh, sometime after the bye. All right, sounds good. Great stuff from Matt Barrows. Make sure you give him a follow at Matt Barrows uh, to follow all the injury news and updates. You can also follow David Lombardi at Lombardi himself, our other 49ers athletic writer. Give him a follow. Of course, you want to keep track of all the injuries and reports that are coming out about the 49ers in this bye week. As I mentioned, they are in fourth place heading into the bye, but could be a little room to make up some of that ground against the Seattle Seahawks. As we mentioned, Russell Wilson going to be out for a couple of weeks. Arizona, though, the final remaining undefeated team at 5-0 in the NFL. Thank you to Matt. Thank you to Brian, my producer. Thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. We've got a lot of stuff to get into in the coming weeks. We've been talking about the start of the NBA season. The Warriors open next Tuesday, less than a week away from the start of Warrior basketball. We can get into that later this week. Also, we've got to talk about the San Francisco Giants, how their season is going, and maybe by the time we talk to you next week, they can be into the LCS. All things we will talk about in the days and weeks ahead. Until Friday, enjoy the the week. We'll talk to you then.